In the 230-year history of the United States, 45 Americans have become president. Unlike in royal kingdoms, no noble family line anoints the men who enter the highest office, and no common characteristics distinguish them from millions and millions of their fellow native-born citizens. They have come from every corner of the country, south and north, east and west, and have included a variety of ethnicities, religious denominations, including a Catholic, and most surprisingly, given the country's long history of racism and segregation, an African-American. The story of each president's rise to the White House is sui generis, and explaining the achievement of each in achieving the highest office is a puzzle unto itself. The earliest occupants of the post, Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, and Adams, members of the founding generation, seem to be natural candidates for national leadership. But once Andrew Jackson won the presidency in 1828 and Vice President John Tyler took office after the death of William Henry Harrison in 1841, no one could confidently predict who might take the prize. Abraham Lincoln, a self-taught lawyer of the most humble origins, further confounded president watchers by becoming one of the country's three greatest chief executives. The success of Franklin Roosevelt arguably the third of America's greatest presidents, and surely the most important of the 29 since Lincoln, only adds to the puzzle. There was little about Roosevelt that moved contemporaries to see him as a logical candidate for the White House, let alone one who would be accorded the exalted status of being judged a great president. True, he was a Roosevelt, and the name meant so much after Theodore, Franklin's distant cousin, and then uncle after he married Eleanor, served seven-plus years as chief executive with great distinction and popular approval. Membership in the country's Northeast elite gave Franklin additional advantages. But others of his generation also came from favored families and enjoyed greater wealth and better academic records than his. And though they were no less ambitious for public distinction, they never matched Franklin's political accomplishments. Some contemporary competitors ascribed Franklin's rise to high office to dumb luck and a charming disposition, echoing Anthony Trollope's observation that the capacity of a man to be prime minister does not depend on any power of intellect or indomitable courage or far-seeing cunning. The man is competent, simply because he is believed to be so. Considering Franklin's life almost 75 years after it ended allows us the distance to weigh dispassionately the influences that facilitated his reach for and use of power. As the British historian A.J.P. Taylor said, the politician performs upon the stage, the historian looks behind the scenery. There was much about Franklin Roosevelt that still seems unremarkable, but some attributes, supreme self-confidence and unfailing self-reliance, distinguished him from earlier and later aspirants and help explain why he stands apart from almost all of America's other leaders. Like anyone intent on becoming president, an elevated sense of self-importance, if not uniqueness, was a constant in Franklin's life. From an early age, he knew he was special or deserved to think of himself as worthy of high regard. He came from a storied family 
that not only had amassed considerable wealth, but had contributed to the building of a great singular nation. Franklin's knowledge of his family's history was a source of pride and satisfaction, as it was for his parents, whose identities were inextricably bound up with an appreciation of their forebears. Their ancestors, who had been in the New World since the 1650s, had prospered in Manhattan real estate and the West Indian sugar trade. Franklin's great-great-grandfather, who was lauded in family recollections as Isaac the Patriot, had backed the American Revolution, helped draft New York's first constitution, and served a five-year term as president of the Bank of New York from 1786 to 1791. A Gilbert Stuart painting of him conveys his stature as an 18th-century American patrician. In the first half of the 19th century, subsequent Roosevelts attended Princeton University and established a landed estate along the banks of the Hudson River. James Roosevelt, Franklin's father, was the offspring of a Roosevelt and an Aspinwall, a New England family that dominated New York's shipping industry.